Yeah, so um, I'd like to welcome you. Thank you all for joining us. This is a new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. And with me today, we have a guest, and, and it's, it's getting it's a tight circle, right? We have another like podcaster here. This, you're the first podcaster I've had on here, by the way. Shut up. Come on now. I'm not, sh- I'm not shitting you. Come on. So we have uh, Aaron Dante. Yeah, Aaron Dante, yeah. From No Picks After Dark. Yes, sir. And I want to thank you for coming on. Appreciate you. Appreciate Pulled up, uh, you know, fellow podcaster, uh, local. So let's let's get a little bit into No Picks After Dark. Tell me about your situation. Tell me about your journey in podcasting. Tell me, give me the rundown of No Picks After Dark. The rundown. Wow, that's a loaded question. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is some good stuff here. So first of all, before I want to thank MTR pro, uh, pro, uh, Podcasting <laughs> for having us, Rob. Appreciate everything you no doubt you show support, love, reaching out to me. Uh, you know, when people are shooting a DM, you're like. Are these, some, are these some creeps or some bullshit? You know, so you get a little nervous about motherfuckers hitting you yeah. up. So I appreciate you, sir, for oh, no reaching doubt. out to me. Um, no pixel dark podcast, folks. Uh, it's a labor of love. Uh, my wife and I had a son, and I was one of those guys who used to like, like to go out. Yeah, I'll be at the bar in Fells, Ken, hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, old school rodos back in the day. And um, okay. You know, you have a kid, that, that, that lifestyle changes real quick. Absolutely. And I wanted to do something that my son could remember me mm-hmm. and remember the people that his father knew, Yeah. you know, growing up. You know, you know how we have photo, we grew up with photo albums. Yeah, yeah. Now we got digital. Uh-huh. And this is here forever. So my son can hear this forever. Yeah. And it'll be always out there on the World Wide Web. Yeah. Photos burn away. <laughs> but, but digital's here to stay. I dig it. I didn't, I just rhymed that. I don't know how I did yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's not a stale Baltimore rap line. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. It was I, cheesy. I didn't hear your struggle in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I was like, let me figure out, brainstorm. Yeah. So the first option, I was going to be a, learn how to DJ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. So I was like, I was going to go out and get a DJ and be like, but then I was like, nah, uh, I'm not going to be basic. So then I said, now nothing against DJs, but I just didn't want to be that, <laughs> you know, um, DJ. So then I was like, podcast i like to talk i like to talk to people i have yeah. good friends i got people who have great stories and that's what it's all about so make a long story short um i went out researched got the best equipment yeah went out there's like i'm gonna make sure if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna pay the money i'm gonna do it right yeah i'm not gonna do a half-ass yeah i've seen too many people do half-ass work <laughs> and half-ass shoes so uh, you know i did my research bought this and all my equipment uh want to say Veterans Day weekend in November. Yeah. Start practicing on my cell phone with my voice. <laughs> okay. Over and over and over. And I yeah. hated my voice. And then I was like, okay, I can work with this. Yeah. Uh, did 15 podcasts in the month of between January and February. Shit. I knew I wanted to release on March 1st. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was I sent out three different demos. One out to Texas, one out to California, yeah. and the other one out to Philly. Mm-hmm. I wanted three different ears who weren't invested in my product. Right. I said, hey, what do you think? They came back with great feedback. And that's what it's about in the industry, feedback. Knowing, yeah. you know, knowing and understanding, okay, I can take that. You know, I'm not going to be the best at doing this, but guess what? I'm trying. And everybody came back and said, you know, you need to do a little of this, a little of that. And I, I mean, I had somebody help me edit and all that stuff. Yeah. And I uh, released on March 1st, and I, it just took off from there, man. 
You're you're in, you're in contention, man. You're one of the the people we're looking at in Best of Baltimore right now, man. <sighs> Don't say that too loud. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> I try, I'm going to release this before then, hopefully. So like everything is going to be like like good. And you know, as a, as a person that was a a finalist in it, like you know, years back, it's definitely something that gets eyes on what you're doing or ears on what you're doing, and it's um it's big. I appreciate that. You know, I had no, I knew what was coming up, and uh, one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, you yeah. should." nominate yourself. I'm like, I'm not nominating myself. <laughs> it's go shit. You know? And, yeah. and so uh, shout out to my coworkers. They, they they put it in and, you know, I told a couple other people, they're like, oh, you got a dope podcast. Let's put you in there. I was like, man, I'm just whatever we want to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I woke up uh, Monday morning, uh, it was a 20, when 17th or whatever date it was. Yeah. And my phone was blowing up. And I was like, what's going on? Look on BaltimoreSun.com, <laughs> read the choice. And I'm like, oh, Oh shit! <laughs> I, it's real now. Yeah, yeah. It's real now. So I, I appreciate everybody who has listened. Um, the new listeners are from your podcast. Yeah. I appreciate you know take take time. I tell people it's free. You know I don't. I'm not begging you. Yeah. I just like support and you know whatever you can do. If you don't like it, it's not like it. I have fifty some episodes like Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Guess what? You might not like three or four <laughs> of the flavors, but you're gonna like some of them. And and that's and that's the thing. Like and, and I want to talk on that a little bit. Like. I, I think I did an interview a few weeks back with uh, Michi, who Michi, who does, um, she's a spoken word artist, and she was talking about that issue, that episode of, um, what is it, Hip Hop Evolution, they were talking about how, like, New Orleans is ass kiss city. I was like, I feel like Baltimore has a little bit of that as well, where you'll have people on, you'll have people that will talk all of this good shit about supporting you and supporting what you're doing, and then somehow... It's not even a retweet or a repost or anything along those lines. Barely a like. And I'm like, yo, how do we collaborate and grow? Like, out of virtue of me doing something like this, right? I've I've had people who don't even repost the episode they're on. And it's like, yo, this is like a 40-minute commercial for your own shit. Like, look at it purely as that. Like, even if it's three fans that come from me that listen to what you're doing or, or da- download or buy from you, it would behoove you to fucking put it out there. You, you know, it's funny you say that. I um, I had, I had hit a wall. Yeah. It was in the month of July, and I had recorded out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and recorded in Miami by that time. I was doing it up, having a yeah. good time, enjoying myself. It was vacation, but recording while <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. out there. And I hit a wall. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a part of a podcast society on Twitter yeah. that you learn Twitter's a full-time job <laughs> to promote your product. Yeah. It's a full-time job. And, you know, I saw people like, I'm at 10,000 downloads. I'm at 12,000 downloads. And <laughs> yeah. you started to wonder, like, are you lying? Or are you just trying to make yourself feel good about yourself? Or I was in a Facebook group that I want to make so much money and I, I want to be yeah. rich. And, I, and, and I'm like, these people have delusions. They have serious delusions of what's going on in the world. Two, two things. You, you mentioned, like, you almost stopped. That always happens, and uh, I think there's a, it's a phenomenon because like there's a, what seven thousand seven hundred thousand like podcasts that are like active, right? And they said it's this phenomenon. I think it was on like maybe Apple News or you know the, the yeah, news feed you get, yeah. and it was basically like it's a new phenomenon called pod stopping. I was like fucking hell. And my thing is when you're doing it, and especially like as long as I've done it, or you know you're you're in that spot now where you're you get you got some time in front of you. You got like you know what. The, the style of podcast you're doing and ultimately what it is, you never run out of content. 
So you said it right it's, there. It's a, it's a smart choice, but you get into these. It's a potential to get into one of these periods where you're like creatively. I don't know where it's going. So, I, and I, I'll give you mods, and I'm going to ask you about yours. When, you know, I got into doing it, like I'll listen to like the first episode of Robcast that I did back in 2009 was. I was just complaining about Albert Hainsworth. I was just like, I hate this guy. Oh, because all the money he made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I'm a fat motherfucker. I can clog up a line. Where's my hundred million? Right, right, right. And it was like a five minute, it was, wasn't really indicative of what I would ultimately do. And I started looking at what I was listening to at that time and morning radio shows and things like that. And the show was very gossipy. It was almost a morning zoo kind of thing. Right. And, you know, later down the line it kind of turned into we're just going to like focus in these areas focus in these weird areas and i was like what really is my voice what really is my brand and i was like what am i interested in because i had a friend who told me she was like you don't like the name as what it is because you feel like that's really you know self-aggrandizing you know i don't know if i want rob in the name of the show right but she was just like it's very much you though what are you interested in and I was right. like, I like weird news stories. I like hearing about weird-ass crime. And I was like, that shit makes me laugh. Be you. Absolutely. Be you. That's, so, that's a beautiful thing. So from you starting, and I know it's not been the longest period of time, but maybe you can maybe expound on it from a creative standpoint, right? She's like a creative dude. How has your viewpoint maybe in art or even in Baltimore changed from you starting your podcast to now where you're in your podcast? You know, it's funny. It's a, it's a great question because when I first wanted to start my podcast, I wanted to do some radical shit, man. I wanted to talk about me getting drunk, all my boys getting yep. drunk, <laughs> having it getting turned up. You know, we buying out bars. Uh, we're just doing all this chaotic, crazy stuff. Yeah. And then I had to I pumped the brakes. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm 38 years old. Holy shit. <laughs> I yeah. can't be talking about that. I mean, I can talk about it, but I'm not in that Joe Rogan status right now where I can say whatever the hell I want to say. <laughs> now, if I'm making millions and doing this shit, I would, yeah. say, I would talk about it. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. Uh-huh. And I was like, what can I do? And then I started interviewing people. When I interviewed people, I was like, the podcast found me. Yeah. It didn't, I, I, didn't, I, I wanted a certain way. I thought a certain way, but the pod, the interviews were like, you're going this way. Yeah. And I had no control over it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to let it flow. Yeah. From the first story, from a young lady having MS. And I was like, oh, man. And then mm-hmm. one day, young lady said, you're doing human interest stories. People love that. Mm-hmm. And I said, shit, you're right. Yeah. I am doing human interest stories. And I was so pumped. And I said, I cannot believe I'm doing this. So from that standpoint, I found Elaine. Yeah. And I found out that a lot of my listeners are female. Uh-huh. All right. And so I'm like, all right. So then you'll get a good kick out of this. <laughs> so I had a lot of my cousins. Shout out to Nouveau. Um, they, he came over. He was like, man, let's talk about popping bottles and, get, and, and, and getting drunk. Yeah. And yeah, you already know. And talk about sports. And I'm like, that's not my audience, man. Yeah. My audience is my audience. They want to hear stories. They want to hear something that's uh, inspirational. You know, if I want to talk about the Kardashians, I'll talk about the Kardashians. That's, yeah. that's on TV. I mean, if I want to be trashy, I'll talk about trash. Yeah. That's not my style. That's not my audience. I want an audience that's going to stay there with me, thick and through. I mean, all the way through. Yeah. And it's been consistent all the way through. And the audience has gained and gained and gained. And the popularity is just beautiful. And you learn how to select 
your uh, your guest now. And yeah. Just like you, something you said earlier today, which I love what you said. You were like, you have people on your show and they don't even retweet it. <laughs> they don't even talk about it. So my, so going back to the July situation, yeah. I was so down dumps. I said, I don't know if I want to do this. And like you said, it was, I, re- I was right. I wasn't ready to quit, but I was like, let me reevaluate this. Yeah. And what happened was I went to a comedy show. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to Abby Mello. Um, she knows who she is. She's a comedy. <laughs> she probably performs here. And she, I went to go see my cousin perform, and she, and she performed. And I was like, this lady's a prof- professor at Towson State University. Yeah. And she's doing comedy. Yeah. And she's good. Mm-hmm. She's the best one out here. Yeah. I was like, can I get you on my show? Yeah. It was the, she was the first person out of my circle of friends yeah. that, was, that was new that I interviewed. That's good shit. Never knew her. And it was the first time me stepping out my shadow because I was only interviewing friends. Yeah. And she was the first one that I interviewed out. And when her and I interviewed, I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So then I yeah. went to uh, shout out to Jack from Sugar. If anybody knows what Sugar is in Hampton, it's an uh, adult adult store. I, I have an interesting aside for that okay, one. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, go ahead. And I interviewed Jack. And yeah. she's badass woman, man. Shout out to Jack. Thank you for having me there. I was nervous. Uh, my palms were sweaty when I was walking in there, but she made me feel like it was home. And yeah. shout out to you because that, again, it was another person outside my comfort zone. Yeah. And I was getting out my shell and I wasn't getting me comfortable. So then I had to work on my questioning, understand how to re- carry the conversation, talk with the, you know, uh, guest. And it, it's crazy. So from that point on, my cousin was like, you need them to retweet it. You need them to be on social media. Yeah. Don't have a guest that doesn't have social media. It's not worth your time. It's yeah. not. Because guess what? Who, they're only going to be following you. You need somebody who is a following, who people want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm, I am now. And I'm about to recreate myself again. <laughs> but I can't. I'm going to give you the break, little, little <laughs> snippet on that. You might be the first it, one to know about this. It, it's, it's one of those things where it, it's, it, it's, a, it's one of those things where you're allowing yourself to kind of grow and use. It, it's mutual. But if you have someone on, it's like, I'm giving you a platform to do, at least the way I look at it, I'm providing a platform to show this person, whoever the person is, this creative, this entrepreneur here, that has to have a vested interest, at least for the brand of this particular show, vested interest in Baltimore being presented in a better light and has either an entrepreneurial or creative background. That's the thing that I'm kind of looking at, and that's the way I kind of designed and looked at this brand. And my thing is, a lot of times, if someone is a restaurateur, they know you by your food, but they don't know who you are as an individual. And the same thing kind of you know goes on and on with the different art or different business opportunities that present themselves. So it's just like, yo, I try to have a genuine, real conversation because I realize what my brand is. Someone threw this at me, me as an individual. And he's like, your brand is just authenticity. You're nice. just like that guy. Nice. And you're able to kind of take these things that aren't comfortable to talk about and kind of put them just in a different viewpoint and make it either funny, entertaining, but still getting in your head that you can think about it. And the side eye before I forget it. So it's Sugar. Sugar, okay, okay. <laughs> one, one of my, um, she, we, we're still friends, but we used to do a show together. Um, it was a, a woman there named, named Lisa. And uh, she was one of the, uh, she, she worked there. And we did a sex show on the network for a while called Coming Soon. <laughs> and I met I like her that. at Sugar. <laughs> I met her at Sugar. And the first couple of times that we hung out, we kind of became friends. It was just me hanging out in Sugar, seeing people purchasing decisions. Wow. That's, that, that, uh-huh. that, that's, that's a wild ass story because when I was in there, I just, I was blown away the clientele that came in. Uh-huh. I was blown away who was walking in, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? 
I get it. I get it. I mean, it. Everybody has their thing, and I respect it. And you know, that's what they do. And I, 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 I can't even talk about. I mean, I, I, like, I still get nervous when I walk. I go by there. I'm like, should I go and say hi to Jack real quick? And because, yeah. again, I grew up where in an era where your family was like. Those, those are bad sex shop. You don't go yeah, in there. Yeah. The devil, that's where the devils go worship yeah. and whatnot. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> but I, I like that. And I like what you said about Baltimore. Yeah. And I have two things. So first of all, all my shows were not Baltimore related sure. at all. Yeah. Because I wanted to get my base. Yeah. And I knew my base. I knew my base audience. I knew my good friends would listen. Mm-hmm. The key was how can I expand and get their friends to listen. So I challenged 10 of my friends to ask 10 of your friends to listen to my podcast in the first month. Mm-hmm. Second month, my podcast blew up numbers crazy-wise. Stayed Lee Keel all the way through. Mm-hmm. When that June hit, I was, like, just being lazy, not doing it. Yeah. And, like, I had good shows, but they weren't to the full potential, like you're saying. So I said, I'm going to bring it back to Baltimore yeah. and give Baltimore the love that it deserves. Yeah. And <clears throat> what I'm doing now in the, in the way is – Talking about Baltimore stories, like you said, entrepreneurs. Yeah. And that's very important because you so there's so many negative connotations with Baltimore. The drug capital, the heroin mm-hmm. capital, uh, the the up, uprising, and things of that nature. And let's be honest, people are don't we don't listen to radio. Do we really listen to talk radio? No. And talk radio is a dying it's dying. Let's be honest. Like I I don't I try to watch, listen to it and I, I can't. Yeah. Because sometimes they're overdramatic. <laughs> so getting back to the podcast, yeah. it's the way of the future. This, this is the way people are going to listen to things. I don't know anybody listening to radio. So I want people to in my neighborhood who are entrepreneurs to get that new audience, yeah. the audience that they probably didn't think they could get. And it's 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 a low-cost thing. Like, you know, if you're a smaller thing, you're from here, and all of these kind of different things. Like me, there are two things. Well, three. But they're, they're tiered out. You know, like I support people who are from here. I support Aquariuses and (laughs) gang gang. And, you you know, I support people who are black, man. Like, you know, if you, well, you know what? Let me, let me say that differently. It's not purely black. Like I have that slant to it, but people that kind of sit in this marginalized group because in it, like I try to be inclusive, you know, as much as I can. Like if someone hasn't had an opportunity to shine, I feel like it's my mission to help them shine and they tend to look like me. Hey, that's a beautiful thing because I will tell you, Podcast game is rough. <laughs> I mean, if 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 you want to get in this game, you gotta think about it really, really hard because you know you've been in it for ten years, eleven years, okay? Yeah, yeah. And kudos and not much <laughs> love to you. And you didn't have to reach out to me. You didn't. And like we, were, I, I guess I because remember you said I did a, a tag or yeah. I had the hashtag, and you found me. Yeah. And you probably like, who the hell is this guy <laughs> doing this thing? Yeah. And you're like, let me hear a couple of what, he, what he's talking about. And it was cool because I was like, another black artist is reaching out to me. Yep. And I looked at your numbers. I'm like, not numbers, but, you know, your information. I'm like, this is legit. You know what I mean? And I am weary about going out and doing interviews or anything like that because you're like, I don't know. But just listen mm-hmm. to all the work you have in the past and what you're doing now. Kudos to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, when I, true story, I, and I emailed, DM'd 10 different podcast uh-huh. artists. Uh-huh. How many of you think got back to me? Maybe one. At best. Zero. That's how it goes. And, and these are people who are, they're not big time. They're they're DMV. They're, you know, for people, you know, it's Baltimore, D.C. people, Virginia people, you know? Yeah. And no response. It was like, hey, how did you get started? Like, what were some of the things that you mm-hmm. did? What kind of equipment did you buy? Just little things. 
no response. I give that like that level of information. Like I, like I told you off my like who I consult for, right? Yeah. And you know they had me doing narration for them, so my voice is going to be in training materials for them, and that's like a big thing for me, you know. Right. And I've. I feel like I'm a pod father in many, many ways because I've helped birth so many people getting their shit out there and putting that thing on. And, you know, they kind of do certain things to get to blow themselves up. But I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I helped you out, supported you. You know, kudos to you. Keep it moving. Keep it rolling. But when it's like, hell, can you guest on here? Can you repost this? Yeah, I get the weird Hollywood look. Right. It's just like. You're in West Baltimore. You're not like yeah. New York. You're not LA. You you got you know 500 followers. Like what is this? <laughs> People are weird about things, man. Like I I I I'm I I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate yeah. you having me on your show. Um, it's just that the love is not really real. There's not real love out there, and you have to find your way. And it's crazy when I got the best of Baltimore nomination. Yeah, my DMs blew up. That's how it goes. My DMs blew up. I got emails from different different organizations. And, you know, some of these organizations I reached out to, they didn't want to hit me up. <laughs> and you think I'm going yes. to hit them back? No. Nah, you y'all did. Because, you know, now you know who I am because of the newspaper. The newspaper gives me credibility. That's cool. You know, <laughs> and it's just funny because the people who you think will be happy for you aren't really happy for you. Have you, have you heard of BlurCon? No, no, please explain. Um, I, I don't want to go too too okay. deep into it, but it's definitely worth your attention and time. Okay. It's like a super inclusive black nerd convention that's based in D.C. Okay. I um, did last year. I was pressed there last year, and I wrote this like blog on it. Nice. And got a lot of attention. The guy that's the founder hit me up. He was like, I really appreciate you writing on this. Definitely come back. Definitely do the whole press thing again last year. Okay. I'll d- describe it as it's, a, it's like an HBCU reunion with comics. Okay, that's what's up. It was fire. And when I put that out there, I was hitting all of the different things, testing, if you will. You know, who can I send this to? Who can syndicate this? Who can put this out there? Mm-hmm. You know, you had some people that were like, yeah, yeah, cool, because I need the content. You had others that were like, and who are you again? And I was just like, yeah, I, gave, I gave you a well-written article that's ostensibly – Talking about something that is in your audience. Like you're the black blurred guide. This is a blurred con friggin' article. And it's just like, nah, I can't really use that. Who are you again? You know, that kind of kind of vibe. And it's just like, I thought we were doing this. I thought we were kind of forever. Well, you know, you know, that goes to a certain point. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I look at it as this. You know, I when I started, I would tweet Instagram tag. Various different uh-huh. companies. I'm not gonna say who. I'm not gonna put them on blast. Yeah. And I would always add them as a at 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 uh-huh. at. And nobody nobody liked it. Nobody said anything back. Mm-hmm. And then you know again you start you picking up steam, picking up steam, picking mm-hmm. up steam. And then, you know what you're like you know what Mike Jones. <laughs> I don't I, I don't care about you. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what y'all think. I'm gonna do what I do. I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna rock. Yeah. And it's gonna be a great thing. So now. It's changed a little bit mm-hmm. because people are like, hey, you know, no lie. I have 10 people like literally when that first dropped on my son on on Monday, mm-hmm. hit me up. Hey, can I be on your show? Bang. Then Tuesday and I, shout out to Northeast Baltimore. That's where I'm from. That's where I live. That's where I live. Uh-huh. Uh, Hamilton, Laurelville, Walterson. Moravia, Walther, oh I, because because it's a one big community. And shout out to Northeast Baltimore um, IG page because this person. <laughs> well, the reason the reason why because yeah, yeah. they have like eight thousand followers. And no, this, they shouted me out. Yeah. And this person, yep, they, they, they yeah. follow you. And this person 
and I are working together on some couple projects coming and going forward. Okay. And they were the first person who put me on yeah. to a live podcast at Full Tilt Brewing. Nice. And now Full Tilt Brewing is like anytime you want to come on. So I remember Full Tilts of the world. I yeah. remember in Northeast Baltimore that supported me, my neighborhood, who was like, hey. Yeah. And guess what? A lot of them don't look like me and you. Who supported me over there? You know where, you know where I lived at for like 20 years? Where is that? Behind behind that area over in the Govins. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beaverbrook Road, my yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's where this whole thing got started at. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So that, and that's what that community embraced this podcast. Totally. And the hardest thing for me right now, and I will tell you, is to drag, uh, to get an African-American audience. And and I, you yeah. know, I'm, I've been trying. And the running joke is if it's not on hip-hop or rap or if it's not uh, or if it's not some it could be different I don't know you might probably no, I, no I agree if I it's agree. not hip hop or if it's not um, uh, uh, your uh, April Ryan or news or if Black Enterprise ain't backing you yeah. or if Spotify ain't giving you like a Joe Button trash show then you're not getting all love you, you know how about you learn from the guy who's giving you the real deal what people go through every single day of the week not yeah. this fairy tale world that you everybody else is so I I, I could get him out pulled, but I'm gonna leave it alone. And that's that's the thing. Like, you know, there's money out there. There's, you know, not that any, that, not that I'm out there looking for that, right? Yeah, nobody is. My my viewpoint is I look at it as an artist. Right. I'm putting my thing out there. Like, this is me verbally, and I take it very serious. And, you know, like some people come in here, come in there half assed. They don't have, as you put it, you you got the proper equipment. When When I got started, I bought my first set of equipment from like the audio like section of like Best Buy. And I had like just a goofy fast track pro with two mic imports. Mm. And I still have my original mics. Nice. They are garbage now, so I've like updated, but I kept them from that sentimental standpoint, right? And you know, it's just like one of those things where you just look at it and you're like, Yeah, this is where I was at, this is where I'm at now. And, you know, you kind of see like how you've changed and like back in the day. I used to get bothered if no one, if I felt like nobody was listening. And I know all of these other things are going on. I know all these other things that kind of prevent someone from getting your message. You know what I mean? Like you have what? You had to put together a marketing plan. You had to have to have this person to do this. It's just ways to take money out of your pocket. And it, so they had this thing about like social media and how it plays like a role in one psyche, right? Right, it does. And when you're doing something like this, like, I remember I talked to a therapist at one point. He's like, why do you do a podcast? And he's like, is it just, you know, you need to have your thoughts out there, your thoughts that important? And I told him exactly why. He's just like, oh, okay, you seem like you understand why you're doing this. And I was just like, that's the the point of it. I was like, I know why I'm doing it. And I think a lot of times, especially when you're trying to get serious or you're trying to maybe ascend to a next level that it's less money coming out of your pocket to run it because it's not a free thing. No. It's never a free thing. But no. if you're just trying to get into a spot where you're able to break, break even, you're able to buy yourself a couple of beers and just, you know, do your thing. And that's all and that's all I want. Honestly, I'm not here to be Joe Millionaire. I see all these cats on Twitter yeah. who's talking about I'm in I'm on USA Apple Top Twenty. Like what what are they, they doing? They, they get sponsored. You like, know, and that's what it is. And I don't care about all that. I'm I like and it's you asked me a question on Instagram yeah. That had me twisted for a second. Because I, 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 I want to let you know, I don't know how much time we got to be. You're a busy no, you good. guy. You good. But you blew my mind with the question. And I'm going to tell you this. You were the first time I got stomped in a long time. <laughs> you said, Aaron, let's talk about being an artist. Yeah. You said it many times in this conversation. Yeah. I never thought I was an artist. 
until but you, you ask that question. But you are. So you stopped me, and when you asked that question, because yeah. I was like, artists, artists, am I really? And I had to sit back, and I, and I slept on it for a night. Like, yeah. am I an artist? And I, I, I am, I am. I, I, I like what I do. I, I'm creative, and I come with the questions. I mean, if you look at my notes right now, I have <laughs> questions. I have so many interviews tomorrow that I have questions for everybody, and I mail everybody the questions yeah. for the interview, just so there's not an aha moment. Uh-huh. I'm not here for that. And <laughs> I'm not going to do that to anybody, but it is art because yeah. you, you gotta you gotta have the and the audience engaged. Yeah, and you know this. I'm, I'm just I'm not, <laughs> you, your audience knows this. They they listen to you. They love what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize I was an artist until you said that. So thank you for letting me think out that way because I never thought of myself as an artist. So now I do. I, I do. And I was asking my wife. I'm like, she's like, you are. You didn't realize. I'm like. <laughs> I just doing me. This is what I do every day. I, I don't mind it. It's you know, fun. You know, a really funny thing. What's that? My girl hit me with a very similar thing. She was just like, I, I think when we did the live show here, we did our um, 10th anniversary show here, and uh, I was stressing, I was sweating bullets. I was just being able to quickly pivot, just like, all right, sort this out. All right, moving here, prepping everyone, and then having the not necessarily fear, but the trepidation of being on stage for the entire show. I was like, can I get one like ten minute break off stage? No, we need you up there. I was like, shit. Cause and you're the brand, man. And I just remember she hit me with, no, you're an artist. She was just like, yeah, you know, you just have just something that's there, and it's always there. It's never like you don't have anything. You're a creative thinker, you're a critical thinker, but also you're creative, and those things merge together makes you like really like. A, she said profound. I don't know if I agree with that word, but. It's a profound way of looking at things and approaching things. And I, I had to take a step back. I was wow. like, oh, shit. That was deep. I was like, wow, I'm somebody, you know? But we are. We are somebody. We are people. And you're doing an awesome thing right now. Like I said, you're out here supporting, reaching out to people saying, hey, this is what the mistakes I've made. These are things that you could do better. These are things. And that's 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 being a mentor. You're being a mentor. <laughs> like try. you said, that you're a pod father, you said. Yeah. You being a mentor, then that's a beautiful thing. And a lot of people don't have that, you know. Some of us are just trying to figure our way, like, <laughs> like you know, just like a fish out here swimming upstream. <laughs> we don't know where we're going, but we just we're told to go that way. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny. I I listened to your pod. <laughs> I played it for my coworkers today. They're like, these guys are off the hook. These guys are just funny. <laughs> and I was like, it's kind of like a Jay Z line. He was like. I wish I could rap like Common, yeah. but like Common Sense, I can't do that. And, and that's yeah. me right now. I can't do what you do, and right. that's, what, that's what makes us special. Yeah, You can do what you do and say what you want to say, yeah. and I love it. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I wish I could be raw and not not give two Fs, but I know my audience. I know, you know, I don't want to tear them, you know, damn, he, he got real got vulgar. He got really nasty with it, you know? <laughs> and when I, can, when I come to spots like this, I'm like, fuck it. I can say what I want to say. Literally, I always joke like, yo, as soon as we get any attention, we're going to get canceled. And I tell my boy about it all the time. And I'm like, you're going to get canceled first. Anything that sounds really fucked up, I'm going to say the white dude did it. Hey, He's just like, fuck you, hey, man. I get it. I get it. White guy did it. I didn't do it. I'm just here. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, the, the more vocal listeners I have, and we're going to get to these rapid fire questions before we wrap up it. here. But the more vocal and the more engaged listeners I have are, are women. And, you know, I get shit because I, I, I say some things that are like, all right, man, let me challenge this real quick and it's all said out of love nothing is said out of any vitriol towards anyone the i think the only person and we said it as a bit the only people that 
me and my co-host literally threatened <laughs> in real life. We just like, yo, can we have a wrestling match with like uh, Roosh V and uh, <laughs> who's the fucking dude, um, the 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 murderer in uh, in uh, Florida, uh, Zimmerman. Zimmerman, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, can yeah, we yeah. get them in a tag team match and we can just beat the shit out of them? Oh um, yeah, everybody wants Zimmerman. And we were just going down the list like in a very wrestling kind of sort that's of way. That's a fun way of doing it, though. Yeah, and that's and that's the the thing. But that's the only time that legitimately we meant something we said outside of that. It's always a bit, and I'll have like women who will contact people that I know or send me a message. It's like, you hate women. Well, I was like, but you listen to every episode, <laughs> so it can't be both. And I was like, I don't hate anyone. I was just like, you know, if it fits, it fits. But usually, it's it's a bit. You know, that's all it is at the end of the day. Um, have a conversation with me in real life, and you'll see I'm a much deeper, right, than superficial, you know, character that I'm playing. All right. I mean, I, I do. I mean, we have actually. It's funny. I have. Three other people in my neighborhood who do yeah. podcasts also. Yeah. And I, I'm working with one of the guys right now. I'm working with some other people who want to start one. And these other young ladies had one. It was Why Am I Single Podcast. Yeah. And they're cool. They're cool. Um, shout out to Amy. Um, Amy uh, Nick, Nichols and Amy D. Yeah. And they're, they're great girl, great women, and they're doing their own thing. And I see their lane. Their lane yeah. is talking shit about dudes who shit on them. And I'm like... That's cool, like. But what if I said some uh, podcast about how women are garbage and how <laughs> how that, I feel like that sometimes. We're like, what if I say that? And I'm 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 a, I'm going to be assaulted. Like you yeah. hate women, you hate. So again, like I think when people do these shows, yeah. what's the double standard here? My, my thing, you know? my thing always turns into, and, and I have these conversations with my co-hosts because, like, I look at it from a standpoint of what's funny and what's entertaining, what's provocative, and. And it's not just trying to be an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. So I'm just like, all right, cool. You don't like homeless people. Can we expound upon that? Can we make that into a bit? Mm-hmm. And if it's just I don't like homeless people, I was like, that doesn't go anywhere. It's a non-starter in my opinion. And a lot of times it's like, I, you're just killing my idea. I was like, I'm not killing your idea. I never kill any ideas. I think everything is open for discussion. Right. But if it's outside of the scope of you're trying to be funny, if you're just trying to be mean spirit, I have no fucking interest in that. And that's that's why I treat that shit like it's armor. I was like, I know I'm coming from a righteous position, even if it's a not safe for work joke or a dick joke or whatever. But it's time for some rapid fire hold, questions. Hold, 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 spin it. Let, spin let, it. Let, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I, I know you're like, this is my show. You can yeah, ask me a go question. ahead. Go ahead. How hard it was it to, for you to have a co-host for your show? Um, Knowing that it's your brand, mm-hmm. it's your baby. Now you're giving a piece of your baby to somebody else. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a relationship. Um, so when I got started with Robcast, it was with a girlfriend and, um, her cousin. Okay. So it was always kind of being mindful of who you're recording with. And as I've gotten to like this stage in it, I always have to check in of like, did we do a good show? Where are we at? Let's do a debrief. I think it's consistently that. Um, but keeping in mind, like there's going to be a lot of work that's on my side because as you put it. It's your baby. Right. It's your brand. So you're, you're the brand. I don't have any kids. So this is the closest to my kid I'll have, you know, okay. and I put the time and I put the effort in and having conversations that aren't the most comfortable at times of like, yo, can you tighten up on this? Can you commit to this? Or if you don't want to commit, that's fine. So, you know, one of the things I was telling you about a little bit before, you know, I look at the network as a whole, like at one point it was five different podcasts a week and I was doing all of the editing, all of the work behind wow. it. And you know, my thing would be, I'm I, I, I'm 
typified as a very aggressive individual when it comes to creative stuff. And I was like, yeah, just don't get in the way, you know, and and I try not to be a dick about it, but it's like, don't be in the way when it comes to it, because this is where I'm headed. Like, feel free to jump on, but don't be in the way. And, you know, so I look at the whole network as an extension of me. So when someone's not working within brand or someone is kind of going counter or not really pulling their weight that they agree to, I never ask anybody to do anything that they don't want to do or they haven't claimed they want to do. Do you worry about people having their own agenda? Um, I've had that before, yes. Uh, and See, I'm, asking, I'm, I'm asking you questions now. I, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> these, these are all real things. Like um, I had a, um, had a co-host who was a – she sold sex toys. And, okay. and and it was diff, this was like the part two to that initial show. Okay. So this is a different person. And um, it was always a weird agenda where she would shade me. She would treat the show like we were in a relationship. And I was like, I have a girlfriend. So wow. I was like, you met her. And it would be this weird, you know, when someone is kind of, well, this guy said you should podcast this way. And I'm like, why are you telling me about other dudes? What are you talking about here? And it was getting really weird. So we had one um, interaction one day where we were setting up for a live show. And I like doing the live shows. And um, she was just like, yeah, I want to do a live show. And, you know, we should headline it. I don't know if I really want anybody else from the network there. You know, kind of conflicts with what my brand is. And I was like, oh, your brand. And I had to, I was walking. You know how you walk in your text? Mm-hmm. I had to stop. And I had wow. to sit down to text. And I was like, all right, this is going to come off harsh, but it's going to be real. Right. And I was like, we've done 15 episodes. I don't know if we have a brand yet. Right. I was like, you are aware that this podcast is still on this network right now. So this is like the time of nine year podcast. I was like, that brand is bigger. And the fact that I'm on each of these things, it's like, right. and I was like, it's probably best that we just kind of part ways here. The own agenda thing is like, get yourself over. You know, and I try to empower people. Like, if you have a thing that you're interested in, I want to support you because humanitarian in that standpoint. But just don't conflict with ultimately why we're even doing it. Right. That's just the way I look at it. All right. So I'm sorry to jump no, in. No, no, no. Asking questions, but go ahead. No, I mean, I mean, I'm getting a preview of what it's going to be like to be on your show. Oh, right? we, oh dang. Hey, hey. hey we're going to do that. We're definitely going to do that. <laughs> go, right. ahead. go ahead. All right. So these are going to be really rapid fire because I want to at least get them in. <clears throat> okay. Um, all right, so where do you think Baltimore's headed? We, we touched on a few things earlier that, you know, kind of the, some of the, the negative things, some of the kind of weird things. Where do you think it's headed? It's a lot of layers to that, man. It's a lot of layers. I don't know yet. Uh, we got a lot of corruption here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but that's, that's with any city uh, in America. Uh, the rich people always run things, and people have their agendas. And until we figure out somebody who can have their own agenda not being pushed and pulled by somebody else, which will always happen, but are here for the people, not for their own self-interest. And we've had those issues with the last couple of mayors here. And unfortunately, we've gone downhill. Our school system's crap. Mm-hmm. Um, our policing's crap. Uh, as people are moving out the city, where our population is going down, you know, you need a whole change. And unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, not trying to get too political, but I will get a little political. Um, it doesn't matter what, stick, what side of the fence you were on. Um, President's the president of the United States. Yep. He has people who follow him. All right. They're not the brightest people in the world. Okay. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. Certain people that are running for a mayor, again, who got kicked out from being mayor, have the same people that are dumb. They don't care who they are. They're not bright, but they'll still, they know that person, that, that candidate can dumb it down so people will vote for that candidate. So I have a fear that we will go back and reverse and do the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I have my own opinion of who I think <laughs> should, but at this point, we need to start from ground zero, and it's a lot of layers to it. So we can, we can, we can yeah, do, yeah, no. actually, you and I can do a whole pot on that, because I, I think have, that'd be kind of cool I have some thoughts, to yeah. go through the whole layers and pick item line by line item of everything. But it goes with the policing, it goes with... Um, Families. It goes back to sure. everything. You know, when me, you and I were growing up, you went out. You were in the house by the light went out. Light, the school lights mm-hmm. came on. The, you were yeah. you were in the house. Um, your neighbor knew who you were. Your yeah. neighbors would call your parents. You know the game. So um, I don't want to get too deep, <laughs> but I just want to give you guys <laughs> a little tidbit. That was right a taste. There. That was a taste. All right. Um, these will be the the, the the last two we have. Okay. Um, well, actually, last three. Okay. Uh, excluding yourself, we need one celebrity, preferably a black person, that embodies Baltimore. Who would your person be? Celebrity. This is it's been a tough one because no one's been able to answer who's the black re- representative creatively um, in Baltimore. Creatively black person from Baltimore. You know, I I'm, I will I'm gonna I'm throw back old school for y'all y'all y'all, y'all oh, out here because y'all gonna be like, um, who? Do you remember the show Rock? Charles Dutton. Yeah, my man. Because yeah. you know that was that when I was growing up that was a really good show. Mm-hmm. And it was family oriented show. It showed how a hard working black man took care of his family, worked yeah. hard, and kept those wrong people out of his neighborhood to taking care of his kids, his family. That's what it, that's what family was about. I, so bring it back to there. Let's bring it back to that type of situation where it was the corner, yeah. the block when they were all there and yeah. nobody messed with his family. And he was out there fighting. And he got arrested before because he believed in what he believed in. Yeah. And that's what it should be like it used to be. So y'all young kids might not know about that. <laughs> but let's bring on. it back to the rest. Bring back to the, what, what, was the, what was the name of each other? Was the, was the corner? No. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the corner. The you corner. had the wire. The, you had the whole, yeah. But that was the, what was, Charles Dutton was the corner, right? That was, uh, that was rock. Yeah, the rock. Yeah, yeah that, that was just rock. And that was the show. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I loved about that show. What's going on, trash man? That's like, what I'm saying. But he was a hard working guy. Though. Yeah. That's, that's Baltimore. That's blue collar. <laughs> yeah. That's Baltimore, people. Yeah. I'm sorry what y'all think it may be, but and that, that's and what that was it in, is. And that was in the early 90s on Fox. It was a major network. Yeah, Fox. That's a whole different story. But, but it was a major network. And Fox always gave black shows love. They did. Yeah. Um. So, so I hope that gave you a good answer. I don't know. No, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um. Here's the very Baltimore, and these are lighter questions. They're both food related. Okay. What's... In your what's on your chicken box? What's what's in there? Like you got Western fries. What's your what's your flavor? What's the the setup in your chicken box? Break um, it down. Box, okay, Western fries. I put salt, pepper, ketchup on everything. Hot sauce. Okay, you get it. You you pass. You pass on that one. Flats or drums? Flats. Oh, flats. You were close. You were close. I'm a flats guy. Oh, you're a flat earther. You're like a flat earther. I am. I am, man. Like I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want like a drumstick. I can get a drumstick anywhere else. Can't get a flat anywhere. Thumbs down. I'm out. Even, even when I get turkey wings, I get flats. I eat the flats. All right. That will suffice. Uh, (laughs) Who's got the best crab cake? That's the last question we have here. Uh huh. These are hard hitting Baltimore questions. That's a hard one. You might lose friends on this one. No, no, I'm not gonna lose it because I know I know where I live and I know my neighborhood. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna shut my neighborhood out. That's the, uh, so I, like so, Emma's. No, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you what it is. Um, so, Coco's. Coco's. Really? Coco. We can do. We can go there any day. Okay. Coco's. I've never had this, so I had to talk, try it. Only reason why I'm gonna tell you is because I was downtown Baltimore and I was at a happy hour in Harbor East. Black guy said, "What's the best crab cakes in Baltimore?" And I said, oh, well, uh, Faley's. I love Faley's Crab Cake. Like yeah. some market. That's just grew up yeah. when I was younger. He was like, nah, man, you need to go to Coco's. Little did I know, I was living over by Morgan at that point. Yeah, yeah. And Coco's was right down the street from me. My alma mater, yeah. And I out. had no clue. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and Coco's was right in the best crab cake in Baltimore. Okay. Hands down. 
I hate Jimmy's seafood. Then I'm I, keep it real. Then I have to check it out. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of my own. I make a really good crab cake. So I what's gotta, your place though? What's your place? Uh, I'm I've turned to a Poppy's guy. I can see that. I can see. I was there. I, I had that. I, had I mean, Papa's. Sorry, Papa's. Papa's. I've had, yeah. I had that uh, three nights ago. It's it's just because of the size, the sheer size of it. Uh, Come to Coco's with me. Okay. All right, we're down. Come for to it. Coco's with me. You and I go to Coco's. Okay, that's a shout out. Um, so your social media. Let's wrap it up. Hit them with the no pics. So my social media, no pics at the dark. Pod, well, sorry, no pics at the dark podcast is uh, on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. No pics at the dark podcast is all on uh, IG. It's still on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on all those and show me love. It's free. I'm not paying you. <laughs> uh, listen, black people, if y'all listening. I know y'all don't vote, so y'all, y'all, y'all can come out. Y'all can, <laughs> you, you, you on, you're, you're on your cell phone all damn day. Wow. So guess what? You can click on like because I know you. I know you creeping in some girl's DM or looking yep. at some dude. So I'm just keeping it real. It takes two seconds. Go no pics in the dark. Look me up. I'm there. I'm the only, I'm, I'm just that dude. Black dude just there. But please listen. There's some good stories about Baltimore. Yeah. There's something for everybody, and um, I'm just trying to spread my love and joy and happiness and all that good stuff. Well, thank you. That's been great. Um, definitely, I want to thank um, Aaron for coming through, pulling up. And um, yeah, check his podcast out. And until next time, this is Rob Lee for uh, Aaron Dante from No Picks Out the Dark. Hey. Saying, uh, yo, there's art in Baltimore. You should look for it. It's a lot of art. Appreciate you, sir. Sorry.